That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. Okay, we are actually doing an in-person podcast today. This is used to be the ethos of the show at the beginning was actually sit down with somebody, have a meaningful conversation and getting to upload it to the internet for everyone to kind of tune in with. And then the pandemic happened and we rarely get these opportunities anymore unless it's Becky who waltzed down the street. So today I have my dear friend Daniel is here, Daniel Race Coca, and I you might know them from Instagram as Do the Daniel. That's you me. might see him on City Line mm-hmm. doing all the things and you are a longtime listener of the pod too. So this is quite a treat. I am. I've been a huge fan. Obviously we've known each other quite, yeah. quite some time now. Yeah. And we've been trying to do this episode forever. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And but life happens and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I you were one of the first podcasts that I ever listened to. I never got really got into it. It was yeah. only in the last like 12 months. Really? Yeah. It, I don't just, even listen to podcasts that are like my podcast. <laughs> that's, that's funny. It's, I appreciate it's like I like a crime podcast. Fair. That's it. Okay, so I listened to you. I listened to one that's called Terrible Thanks for Asking, which is all <gasps> Oh my <gasps> God. No, love her. Yes, Incredible. yes, yes. She's the best. And then Julio got me on Ologies, which is all about like de- learning about different sciences. Oh, so like there's cool. an episode about like butterfly scientists. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm. So I have to ask you, what made you really say yes to coming on the pod? Like what made you go, okay, like I'm ready to hop on and be a guest on the show that I listen to? Okay. So obviously I love your content and yeah. we've become friends over the years, yeah. but it was the vulnerability mm. that a lot of people bring to these episodes. Yeah. That was really important to me. There's a lot of, how do I say this nicely? Polished versions of people online. For sure. And I've always appreciated that you're not like that. You're very, <laughs> and that's not an insult. It's actually a compliment. I love that. But it's like, it's, this is me. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. It's not this like perfect little version. And yeah. I've always tried to lean into that a little bit. Mm. Obviously, you put some finesse on yourself and you yeah, put yourself on the of internet. Course. But 
I've always wanted to just be 100% myself. And people yeah. over the years have sort of said, like, don't be too personal. It scares people off. And I was like, yeah. actually, it's the opposite for me. Yeah, I'm the same way. I draw into, like, I, I actually saw a post by Victoria Garrick yesterday who hosts The Real Pod. And she did a post of just a text that she sent somebody in a moment of being overwhelmed. And the likes on it were really, really high. And I thought, this is the grit that yeah. sometimes we really need and miss. And it is the least curated. Her face is not in it. It's literally a text bubble. And yet we all paused to read what was being said and then resonated with what she was saying. And I feel like two different ways, because I feel like, and I don't know if you have this as well, but as you spend more time on social media and you kind of get into these chasms of criticism and, and stuff like that, and through different parts of your life, I feel like I am less real than I was a few years ago only because I've changed my boundaries and what I'm comfortable talking about. Yeah. And at the same time, I have grown in appreciation for people who only show the highlight reel because I know now how hard it is. I, I have always been like, here, let's show you my cellulite and my stretch marks. And I had the ability to work through criticism for that. Talking about mental health, I don't think I was prepared for criticism around that. Right. I don't think I was ready for how uncomfortable people would be or how much the stigma still existed. And so now I'm like, oh, I get why for, and, and I found too, like when I'm overwhelmed, I get really drawn into the people who are being very vulnerable and mm -hmm. the people who are only talking about the fluff. Yeah. And I appreciate the fluff because yeah, I'm like, a distraction there. entertain me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so That's, it's yeah. like, it's, but the podcast is, as, as you said, like it is very different because nobody's talking back to us. No, it's just you and I. We're yeah. sitting in a room wearing big headphones, staring at each other across the table. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and there's no plan here. No. And that's, there was something really, it just drew me mm. to it. And that's why I kind of pestered you. I'm not going to lie. There was like a full on campaign to be on here. Oh with my you God. You were always, you're always in. You're shooing. I appreciate that. But I, I have always wanted to just be 100% a conversation, mm -hmm. right? And recently, and I know I talk about this episode all the time, but it's the episode that you and Nicole Breen did yeah. about the friend breakup. People talk about that one constantly. And I recently, you saw that post. I recently shared about it. And I have not had that kind of feedback in mm. years. Yeah. And it was I mean, hundreds of DMs, hundreds yeah. of, of comments. It got shared on every platform I can think of. And it just got to the point where I was so moved yeah. by just being really honest. Yeah. And I appreciate you're right. There are beautiful people online that are basically videographers and everything is yeah. stitched together. I don't together know how they're doing it. I, I don't even know it's how to It's really do. setting a standard that I cannot <laughs> yeah. meet. I'm still doing boomerangs and apparently that's wrong. I love when people wrong. like hire me to make a reel and I'm like, are you sure about that? 100% like, And they're like, we don't, we don't care about the quality. I'm like, I don't, I try, I try my best. I shoot everything on my phone and I'm proud to say that. Like, that's, Yeah, whatever. It, like fine. it is what it is. It's, there's, there's a lot of pressure to be like this really chic kind of creator. And then what I find fascinating is whenever I just like slap something together and put it up, I'm like, that's the stuff that does well. Because I think we set a standard for ourselves yeah. that we have to be at the same level as another person. Or how many podcasters do I witness who have like full studios that they're working out of and doing these like incredibly polished videos? And I'm like, I'm not there, but yet people are showing up yep. each and every week the show is growing each and every year. I mean, I think we're at around 11 million downloads now. We're, That's it is, incredible. Congratulations, it is, by the way. Thank you. But I'm like, I'm so glad that in a way, although I did get caught up in the how do I do this perfectly, right. that I've scaled back. I think the pandemic sort of forced us. It, and it was a great equalizer in a way for creators to be like, 
oh my God, we can't constantly access photographers and videographers to do all our content. We have to figure out how to do this ourselves too. Yeah. And if I'm honest, that's where TikTok was born out of, was people who were just slapping things together. It wasn't, it's never been these polished videos. It's always been almost like how Vine was. It was like oh eight God, seconds Vine. of chaos. Oh, R.I.P. Oh my gosh, the best. Honestly, if when TikTok announced doing like longer than three minute videos, I was like, no. Oh god, didn't they just launch like 30 or something like that? It's been something crazy. I remember because they're in a pissing contest with with, YouTube. There you go. I mean, it was kind of why I loved Be Real, if I'm being honest. I know that all of (gasps) us that was such a moment. It was a moment, but I know that then all of us are like covering our face with our hands and we're just showing the TV because we're watching TV. Our lives are I've never, (laughs) you know, I really faced how boring my life was in that moment. And I was like, and that's okay. And then I had one day we were in Disney and Be Real went off at the moment the fireworks started. And my daughter and I looked at each other and we're like, we have never got, we will never top this. That is iconic on Be Real. This will be the best we've ever done. <laughs> and we will, and then it's back to our feet with the television in the Literally, background. Literally, because it never lasted yeah. more than 24 hours, which no. was this wild concept. It was so I, great. I mean, it's interesting to watch the evolution of social media and how it played into our mental health. Like, Ugh. so I, I'm like you, I've been doing this for a very long time. Yeah. I turned 10 this year, which is oh my epic. And I'm very proud of that. So like, great. Congratulations. I, thank you. And I turned 40. And so it's been like this yeah. monumentous year for me. Yeah. But over the years, social media has been so such a progression when yeah. it comes to your mental health. Yeah. And I, for a long time, when I get overwhelmed, I actually shut off. I I turn the world off. I yeah. ignore my phone. I ignore my friends. Not a good yeah. habit. But yeah, like, I do the same. Yeah. So, and for people like us, I, li- I call it turtling. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I just turtle into oh, my little I should get shelf. Us, like little sweaters or something. Little I need that sweaters. little, yeah, little tark, little turtle, like that girl with the shark one where when she's sad, she just gets in her little shark. See, we could do that. Do you remember during the pandemic, they had those pillows that like you could tell your partner if you were happy or sad by flipping these <laughs> pillows inside out? I'm telling you, that was a thing because, oh my God. Yeah. How dare we not talk to each other? Yeah. But, I am in a place now where I'm so comfortable being myself on yeah. social media. Yes, there are haters and there's toxic comments. Yeah. And that's what I find in TikTok. I never got on it really enough. So I'm late to the game and it's challenging. <sighs> it's as a challenging. Platform. I will say that a lot of people are like, why don't like, I love, I love when you post on TikTok, like, why don't you do that more? And I'm like, cause it's the wild west to wake up in the morning and see like hundreds of people who don't actually like Instagram's a bit of a bubble. It's yeah. mostly people who follow you, see your content Absolutely. and respond. They're part of your community. On TikTok, the last time I checked, the stat was like 92% of people who don't follow you. So it's mostly people who are just getting a first impression. And guess what? For someone who like shares their stomach or is like talking about something that might be like in my own relational world that maybe they don't have the context of behind because they haven't, they don't actually know me. It's like, of course, you're just coming at it with judgment. But I'm like, that's really hard to be a creator and keep showing up when you're just like getting judged. However, that I think it's also an age thing because if you look at the Gen Zers yep. and when I witness, like, let's take a, let's, let's take a Spencer Barbosa, for instance, she shows up all the time every day and people are just so kind. There is like a kindness and a, they, they really want to root each other on. And yeah. I'm sure there's an exception to that rule. However, I feel like as we've gotten older and as we've spent more time on social media and as the world has gotten harder and as you know, we've struggled independently. I think there's just, it's a lot more cynical. I don't know. Like it's, I just don't, I I have a hard time in that space because I'm like, I don't like how anxious this makes me. I recently saw a creator who was like, if I take something down from my stories, it's not because I regret saying it. It's because I needed to say it. And I only had the capacity to be here for 24 minutes to talk about it. But the anxiety that you get when you put down your phone, after you've said something big, you put down your phone, you don't know what you're coming back to in an hour. Nope. 
And that anxiety can really build up in a person. And you really start to, I'm actually working with Monique Melton right now. I'm doing one-on-one coaching with her. And a big thing that we're working on is like retrusting my voice because it's really hard when you're struggling so deeply with anxiety as I have been, as so many people do. How do you know what to say? And how do you trust what you're saying in a world that everything might hurt somebody or it might be taken the wrong way or could be read in a different way. Absolutely, It's very difficult. And I wish we had a little bit more of the Gen Z attitude of like, let's just celebrate each other and let's just like throw up whatever works and like post 40 times a day and yeah. not judge. Why does it have to be like those prime hours? Yeah. And is the content too taboo? Yeah. Like that's a whole thing now. And it's also the reality that, I mean, we were talking about this the other day, like seven years ago, our whole post would be a picture of our coffee cup. Mm-hmm. With the Nashville filter. Oh my God, Reyes for me. I mean, yes. precursor to my last name. Yes. There you go. So, and that was the post. Yeah, what our order was for coffee in the yep. morning. And now we're producing mini movies. At this and point, we're production companies. We're production yeah. companies, and there's not growth anymore so much for anybody because we're all so tapped out. We're so exhausted following people's art. I'm, I follow like six thousand people, and I feel so much guilt whenever I unfollow anybody. So it's like I'm just accumulating and accumulating, and I'm getting. We're all getting burnt out online. Yeah. And we're getting burnt out in like so many different parts of our jobs. And we're like, why am I getting burnt out? I've done this for so long. Well, what we used to do was take a picture of a coffee cup. It's not the same. It's It's very different. It's been incremental, right? And we don't realize. So I remember Mm. the days it was Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then all of a sudden you're adding in small changes to all of those platforms and you're adding in new platforms. And now you have to create different content for these different platforms. Oh my God. And so now, I mean, it kind of feels like rocket science sometimes because I create a reel and I'm really proud of it and it does horribly. Yes. And then you do something like you said, where you put something together very silly. Like I did one in the car the other day talking about like the expenses of having a car and people went wild for it. I love it. And I was like, okay, I've got to remember to do things for me, not just because I'm doing this as a career anymore. And learning to not overthink things, which is really hard. I remember like two years ago, I made a post about posting the fluff, like not overthinking, like post whatever comes to you. And doesn't Bryce Dallas Howard go ahead and make a reel of her doing her makeup? And she was like, Sarah said, Birds Papaya said, you know, post the fluff. So here's my fluff. I've always wanted to like make it. And I was like, what is happening in the world? That like, here I was, it had like almost no likes on me just saying, let's just post whatever we want. And yet here is like this majorly influential person that I just name dropped. And that's totally okay because it's Bryce Dallas Howard. (laughs) love her and she like made a video and called out that like she's always wanted to make a makeup video and she did it and i was like whoa that's so weird and so lovely and And so wonderful Watching small businesses thrive is one of my favorite things to see. And it can be complicated because there are makers that don't have entire teams behind them, or there's a small business that blew up over one viral video overnight, and suddenly they're managing so many new parts of their business. That's why I love Shopify and why so many of my friends who run small businesses rely on Shopify day after day to take so much of that complication of making that sale off of their plate and hearing that chiching sound. Now, what exactly is Shopify? Well, Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, whether it's just you or whether there's 400 of you. From the stage of launching your online store to the first real life store experience, maybe at a craft show, or did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. 
And it doesn't really matter what you're selling. Shopify helps you sell everywhere with their all-in-one e-commerce platform from their in-person point of sale system, wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers as well with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, which is your AI-powered all-star. And if you're a small business starting out on Shopify, well, you're in great company because brands like Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries rely on Shopify. And right now, if you're ready to take the leap, maybe just wanting to see if you can make that first sale, sign up for $1 per month trial at shopify.com papaya, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash papaya to grow your business or start your business no matter what stage you're at. Shopify.com slash papaya. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining. Join me every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there. One of the reasons why I'm still doing this mm-hmm. is because of those moments of connection, yes. right? You have no idea who you're touching with your content. So real. And I love that moment for you. But like, it's interesting because going back to that post that I just shared, I had women from across the country because a lot of my following is women yes. and, and people yes. of the queer community and middle-aged women just reaching out and be like, I haven't been able to articulate how I've been feeling for the last eight years. Ugh. And if ever you want to have like an Instagram video call with me, I'd love to tell you. But And I was like, oh my God, I'm so moved by this. Yes. And those are the things that, the power of social media. The right? power of it. It's yeah. so easy. And I say this every time because people will be like, do you think that you should just quit? Do you think you should just walk away? Like this is obviously impacting you. And I'm like, but it's impacting me on both ends. Yeah. Like it is my greatest joy. And it is also really tough. I agree. And I think all of us are just who are sticking around for as long as we freaking can, because I don't know how long I'm going to do it. I told people that I have mentally given myself a year because it feels nicer to be in control of that decision and feel like everything you do isn't going to equate in the world bottoming out from under you in a process of like trusting your voice again. But when I think of it in that realm, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I want to be somebody who believes in hope. Yeah. And I want to be somebody who believes in the good side of things. And I don't want it all to go away because it became so toxic because the good people kept going away because the toxic people were just louder. Yeah, I want to be the joy person. So when I scroll my feed, I have been trying so hard to just leave the best, nicest comments on things. Just be kind. Even if it's explore feed, it's nobody I know. It's nobody in a community. Just leaving kindness because when I'm looking at, I saw a post and I think I talked about it on here. I saw a post about a woman sharing her artwork. Mm-hmm. And then this massive debate began on whether it was art or whether it was a craft. And then people were piling on and I thought, this poor woman was just posting her just embroidery to, yeah. art. And it, and it became so combative in the comments. And then there was this really brilliant TikTok about the bean soup analogy, mm-hmm. which like the what about me-isms. 
of, you know, I can't eat beans and what about me? And I can't have that. What do you do if you don't have that? What if you don't struggle with this? What would you substitute? We are looking at social media as if it is like catered towards us. Absolutely. And when you look at the comments, I don't know what's been happening lately. And I'm not sure if you've noticed this as well. The negative ones are at the top because yeah. people are responding to them and getting in arguments. So it's showing as the top comment. So when you go into your app and you like, open you this post you've worked on for weeks or days or whatever, even five minutes and you open it up and the, the top thing, thing you see is something bad. Yeah. I just try so hard to use that blue check mark to get myself to the top and just be the nicer one. I agree. And I have to hold out hope that there's going to be enough of us that choose to get loud in the hope and the love on social media. Otherwise it's, it's going to fall apart I so agree. fast. And it's pushing us to our limits, like you said, on both sides, good and bad. Yeah. I mean, one of the things, so I love that you do that, by the way, because one of the things I try to do as creators, we know how hard this is as yeah, a career. For sure. So I have a lot of friends that are in this space and I just constantly try to amplify their content. And it's because I know how challenging it is if you're not mm. putting big money behind all of your content. It's yeah. not being seen as much as it used to be. It's yeah. not in a growth stage anymore, like yeah. you said. So now we're just creating this content and it's getting stifled. Yeah. So I'll take things that I love and I just share it. And yeah. if it does nothing to help, that's fine. Even I'm sharing because I love. Mm -hmm. That's that's what it's all about. I have to look at the world. It's an interesting analogy I heard recently that social media is not a mirror, it's a window. Mm. And people don't often think like that anymore. Everything is, they want to see themselves in everything. And I respect that because you either resound with it or you don't, you love it or you don't, but it doesn't always have to be about you. Like you said, it can yeah. just be a vision and a look into someone else's life. So real. And when somebody comes through the front door of yeah. your space and they start, like, I always think about that. Somebody gave me that visual years ago um, when I was dealing with, you know, just just managing the growth and the and the growth of the negativity that comes with it. And she said, when somebody walked into, if you were having a party and everyone there was having a great time, and then somebody walked in the front door and they just started spewing hate mm -hmm. about you and about people in that room, you would show them the door. You would. Give yourself permission to do that. Like it's, it's okay. Because I think for the longest time I was like, I want to be so real that I will leave up all the negative comments and everyone can see because I don't want to, I don't want to filter and create this thing. But then I realized, and and as I'm sure you've seen before, when you see a creator that you resonate with a mm -hmm. lot, and then you see the harmful things said to them, they're saying it to a collective. They're saying it to a lot of us. Sort of like how when Tom Sandoval criticized Ariana for yep. wearing a shirt in the bedroom, I'm like, you spoke to every woman who has ever felt a way about her body and Absolutely. kept a shirt on. You weren't speaking to Ariana anymore. You were speaking to all of us. Yeah. And so I've thought about that more with like the comments. I'm like, you actually don't have permission to be in here and ruin this. Like no. you don't anymore. Well, it's yeah. interesting. You and I were talking today before we started recording about like the younger generation and how yeah. they don't really tolerate that anymore. They and there's, I, I I really try to not engage with negative comments. Sometimes it gets under my skin. I am still human. Yeah. But it's sometimes nice to see when you're following and your community and the people that love you come to your aid in the comments yeah. and they'll just shut it down. Yeah. There's no <laughs> room for that for anymore. You. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to let you, don't get into an argument. Don't get yourself kicked off social media for like yeah, attacking another exactly. human. But like, it's nice to see that there's still kindness and light and good in the world, even yeah. if it is under the filter of, I mean, let's be honest, is an egg photo insulting who I am as a queer person really going to get under my skin for a long time? No. Probably going to yeah. hurt my feelings for about five minutes and then yeah. I'm going to move on. Yeah. But it's when they start going at every post and every yeah. person that you follow. And that's when like that hate just doesn't stop. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. You have to sort of, I, I always find when I see a negative comment and people like it, mm -hmm. I go in and I look at the people who yeah. liked it. I do it all the time. And then I go and see that the messages that they've sent to me over the years and how they've been like quietly hateful. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you're gone. 
Like it's, well, it's funny. Yeah. And you just have to learn to put up those boundaries. Yeah. Right? It's That's a boundary, a, it not a, a filter. Exactly. Yeah. I guess like, uh, yeah. And creating that space because of that hope that I think we both Okay. So I'm going to age carry. myself because I am in my 40s. You now, just so said get, you were 40. I, You've already fine. done it. I, but I don't look it. So that's fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> God bless. God bless. Thank God for We're bo- aging differently bo- now. Have you watched The Golden Bachelor? It, it is not the same. My mother is obsessed. She'd never watched The Bachelor before. And she's oh like, oh, you should see this show. I'm like, it's The Bachelor. It's been around for a minute. All I'm like, can you just drop the link to your skincare? I'm in. And it's not just olive oil. No offense, just no. olive oil. Um, I love that we got on a tangent. That makes me so happy. It means it's a good conversation. I think speaking to the vulnerability, vulnerability part, yeah. there was something that you and I resonated with offline, and I wanted to talk about it because I think yes. it, this is very important. I feel like creators are constantly showing the highlights of their life and their successes, mm-hmm. and I love when we all celebrate our mm-hmm. wins. I think that's important, and yeah. it's not boasting it's just being no. proud yeah but there are a lot of people that have to go through some serious losses and yeah. i was one of them yeah so yeah i remember when you shared this oh. like i remember the moment and i've never and i was like i would have never known yeah and i think that it talked into a shame that people often don't speak on yeah which is financial shame financial and yeah. that it's a big one so when I launched the blog, it was just me, sole proprietor. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the years, I grew. I actually had like a team of 15 at one point. What? Yeah. Wow. I was writing in three languages and four countries. Like I was really- Incredible. I wanted to be the next BuzzFeed. Yeah. Now, I did not go to school for business. I went to school for marketing. Yeah. And I always try to make light of it because obviously humor helps through these things. But I ran my incorporation into the ground. And I had a lot of personal things going on as well at the same time. So I was really distracted. I wasn't paying attention. I got very bad financial advice. And this was the year, 2023, where I had to sort of clean it all up. Yeah. So I had to declare uh, a consumer proposal. I had to face like major challenges with my finances and basically hit restart on my credit because I had to just write everything off. And you and I talked about how bankruptcy and consumer proposals and all of these things are very challenging things to go through mm-hmm. but a lot of people are doing it and especially in the world that we live right now a lot of people are going through it a lot of people are going through and i have been a witness to it so many times i've been there yeah i've been there and so and and it is easy i remember when i first became so i was a creator for 10 years before i ever made a dollar mm-hmm. nobody was there to tell me how to financially manage no. that nobody was there to be like hey when you get paid for this hold on to half of it for your taxes because yep. you're not actually going to get paid for this not like that's not bit. your money nope. so because i was like so excited to have income and not knowing and i felt so small and so silly and honestly i felt stupid that i didn't know the financial side of things and as somebody who got like their first own bank account besides like my debit card in high school after my divorce in my 30s yeah it was embarrassing when i was owing so much money and i didn't have it and yeah. i felt so embarrassed that I wasn't prepared. And I also don't know why that was so shameful because how were we supposed to, how were you supposed to know in a brand new industry where nobody's talking and normally your taxes come right off of your paychecks. Exactly. Because someone else is doing that for you. So when you talked about it, I was like, like if it wasn't for the swift work of an accountant who was able to like help me. Yeah. I don't know how I would have gotten through. So when you shared that, that's why I was like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine how many people have gone through something Absolutely. similar. What what made you decide to share that? Because it's so interesting to me. We're all about celebrating the wins and you know having those moments, but people often don't talk about the failures that are oh. almost a requirement along the way. And oftentimes a, I don't know, like a 
like a rocket into the next chapter for you, but yours came at a time that was like through a lot of uncertainty. It was. So what was the response when you started talking about that financial ruin? I sort of hold on to these things and I mull over them a lot before I actually say anything because I think that it's important to not be so reactive online. And I used to be quite impulsive. I would share things haphazardly without any I'm so sorry. This cat is literally in your face as you're trying to talk. I'm so It's okay. No problem. So I have learned to not be so reactive in yeah, life and not yeah. to just jump to conclusions. Now, this was also like a, a year-long process that yeah. I had to, oh, here we go. We're going to rub against the microphone. I love that. So it was a year-long process that I had to go through with the CRA. I had to do personal taxes, business taxes. I had to dig up like old landlord receipts that, and the landlord ended up being a monster. So she wouldn't give them to me. And it was like, <sighs> there was just a lot. And then I'm reliving that year with Personal stuff that was going on in my relationship that was very challenging. And that was the same year that the business kind of tanked. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening? So I had to relive all of that emotionally. And that was, it was a lot to juggle because I, sorry, we're going to put the cat down. Cat <laughs> is literally in the microphone. We're trying so hard to have this serious conversation. Cat's walking across <laughs> Right it. across my face. Yeah, it was just a lot to juggle. And then yeah. I had gotten over that, like emotionally, mm-hmm but financially obviously still had to deal with it. And so now all of a sudden I'm reliving one of the most challenging emotional years of my life. Yeah. It was just a lot to handle. So I thought, okay, I'm going to put it down. I'm going to try to explain it as eloquently as I can because writing is one of my strengths. I Mm. really love to write. It's my way. It's my art. Yeah. Like I love social media. It's beautiful, but my blog has always been my passion. Yeah. And the response was really polarizing to be honest because people were like, oh my God, I can't believe you've done that to yourself. And it's like, well, I had to clean up my mess. Like yeah. my husband and I are trying to save for adoption and they're going to go through all of my finances. Yeah. There was no hiding that anymore. Yeah. Right. So it was like, face it now, yeah. have a few hard years mm-hmm. and then be fine or just ignore it for another few years. So yeah. I had to make the tough choice and I shared it and I was, it was very cathartic mm-hmm. actually, which is something that I love about when you find a, something as a creator that you can share mm-hmm. and it's authentically yours. It mm-hmm. does feel like a release. It does. And it, and it, uh, in a way, even though it welcomes people to shame it, it also releases you from shaming yourself with it. Yeah. It's a, it's one of my favorite quotes. I probably said it 50 million times on this pod, but once a secret is told, it loses its power. Absolutely. Because we're so quietly in so much shame. We're so quiet about, especially financial shame. We're so used to seeing how much, how well people are doing. And I think also it's an uncomfortable space when, people are doing well and they've come from a time of not doing well. And it's almost like all of their success comes with this predetermined, I came from nothing. Right. And I so built it we, on my we, own. I've done it. It doesn't all matter. Yeah. It, either end of the spectrum, there is a level of shame on making money mm-hmm. and there's a level of shame of not managing it well. And there's a level of shame when, you know, you don't know what you're doing. It, it happens like across the board and financial literacy is not something I feel a lot of us have really great knowledge on. And I also think that it's an interesting time when we grew up with watching our, you know, older generations financially move through the world differently than we possibly could now. We would never understand that. I often have to tell people things like this, like we bought our home six years ago. Mm -hmm. Do you know how different the world was six years ago? We couldn't actually afford the house now to buy it for what we paid six years ago. So when we're looking at each other and we're making these comparative notes or this must be nice, it's like, I totally get it because it would have been impossible to do something like that now when six years ago, it was an entirely different landscape and entirely different price tags on things. And 
everyone's just feeling this overwhelm and the shame if you have the money to buy something or if you don't have the money to buy something. Yeah, and we and don't know how to meet ourselves, meet each other in the world in between yeah. of just like we're in different places, but this is meant to be a site. We're supposed to be in community with each other. Exactly. We're supposed to be in a place where when one person struggles and they share that struggle, we can meet them where they're at. And when one person is in success, we can meet them where they're at. And we can understand that the cycle exists for a reason that, I don't know, it's, it's, it's interesting. And when you shared sort of walking through financial ruin, I think especially as an outsider, witnessing your success, it mm -hmm. would be so easy for me to be like, you've just had it, you've just done it's well just been like that the whole time. and it's been easy and yeah. you've just waltzed through on whatever basis or good writing and a great personality. But the reality for so many people is much different. Some of the top creators I know built really big teams and then realized it's very overwhelming to manage that and yeah. then also have to do your job. So there's a lot of people who are scaling back from building big and trying to figure out how do I do small and success? Yeah. How do I do small and happy? How do I do small in this? And I've even had conversations with my kids where we've talked about there can be really amazing high paying jobs, mm -hmm. but that doesn't equate being the happiest one. No. I've been loving the trend of the no makeup makeup look. And I know a lot of that comes from having really good skincare that can support that. And I recently discovered Oak Essentials. Oak Essentials line is full of luxurious products that really work, especially if you are trying to achieve that natural no makeup look. I really love that they're so simplistic. I find it really overwhelming to look at so many different products and needing everything from something from your forehead to your elbow. This seems very simplified and easy to access and understand when it comes to skincare. But let me tell you a little bit about Oak Essentials because they were launched in 2021 by the team behind Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients to create products that drive results. Oak Essentials aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you luxe, dewy looks every time. The Oak Essentials approach to aging is centered in the idea of helping you look and feel your best at every age. And some of their top-selling items are things like their moisture-rich balm or their conditioning lip balm. And you can even get some of these in a bundle like their best-selling items for a simple start-to-finish skincare routine. Not to mention, it makes the perfect gift for any skincare lover in your life. And the packaging is absolutely beautiful. I don't know if you're like me, but you like, like something that looks pretty on the shelf. If you check out Oak Essentials, you'll be like, okay, I get it. It's gorgeous. I wouldn't even tuck that away in a drawer. This holiday season, get yourself or someone you love Oak Essentials. It's been a go-to skincare for so many for radiant and glowing skin. And my followers get 15% off their first order when they use code papaya at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com promo code papaya. Whether you're starting from scratch or filling in the gaps, Oak Essentials gives you one less thing to worry about. Treat yourself because you deserve it. With the weather changing and with everyone sort of feeling the weight of that end of year pressure that seems to just happen, whether it comes from going into new social situations and gearing yourself up to be around family or just really feeling overwhelmed. It doesn't really matter what it is. Different seasons of life can really be difficult and needing some support as you navigate through them. 
This is something I love about Talkspace because having to find and source therapy shouldn't be one more thing and burden on your list. Talkspace makes it so easy to make that difference in your life. And if you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't have the time to actually find one, meet with them, or afford them, this is where you can try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and more affordable. And sometimes people wait until something bad happens, which I totally get that. That's usually me. I wait until something is going on and then I'm like, I need therapy. And I'm trying to reverse that for myself, even though I feel like I say this all the time. It is so much better to prepare than it is to try and repair. But either way is totally valid. But with Talkspace, you can get the help you need before something happens, while something's happening, or after it's happened. It can help shift your perspective, find the tools to cope in difficult times, or just be that guiding light. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. It's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your home. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace lets you send messages to your therapist so you don't have to wait for your next session. And it's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, and much more. Talkspace is secure and private, using the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. And while Talkspace is affordable, it's also in network with most major insurers. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com papaya. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com papaya to get $80 off your first month and you'll show support for the show. That's Talkspace.com papaya. Take care of yourself and let's get back to the show. What's your happiest job you've ever had? Okay, so I actually really loved doing marketing in the restaurant industry. Because oh my God, I love serve, that. Yeah. I used to love being a server. Okay, I think being a so server was, was my favorite. It was. I loved being a server. I made so much money. Oh, oh my God, God, so much money. And then didn't have to worry about the taxes. Different. <laughs> different <laughs> different story. But I ended up going to school for marketing, mm-hmm. and then I got into food and beverage marketing. So I actually had a job at a restaurant in downtown Toronto. And I helped them launch in Canada. And it was oh, one of my favorite so experiences because everything I was doing was new for the brand. Yeah. And I remember I launched a drag brunch. Yeah. And it was right before COVID. And it was like this wildly successful thing. And oh I was super gosh. proud of myself. I had hired Priyanka pre-Canada's <gasps> Drag Race. So we Stop. didn't know that she was on it, let alone going to yes. be the winner. And it was just this wildly insane world. And I was really good at it. But mm-hmm. I mean, I love being a creator. I really yeah. do. TV is sort of, I find my biggest joy right now. Oh, I'm so happy. You're so, going to have to tell me the story of how that happened because you've just made the move did, back to yeah. Toronto, right? Well, so okay. So we're sort of in between. Okay. So we still have home base in Ottawa, but okay. I'm basically half the time in Toronto yes. because I have to be on set for City Line. And yeah. you know this, brand deals and everything I know, is Toronto focused. I know. It's here. I know. A lot of my friends like Alicia, she's out in Nova Scotia and she will literally fly in. Yeah constantly because she was like I you're outside of the world if you're not here 100% Philippa Jackson just did the same thing with her family and her husband and like they were huge in Toronto and then decided like we want to go buy a house on the east coast and I love that for them yeah but even when she comes back to Toronto it's the same thing so yeah you have to come back to sort of do the job do the connect I I'm fortunate that I live within like an hour and a half range but then I and a lot of people have moved out of the city in the last few years but it does create this like okay now I have to like really wisely choose going into the city 
because it's a commitment for a day. Absolutely. So you have been doing this sort of commuter version. Yeah, so we, but how we, did City Line even come about? Okay, so like, I've what known, is the story? Okay, it's a funny one. So I met my now producer yeah. back over 10 years ago because okay. my husband is uh, an educator by trade, but worked in the content space as okay. well. And he was in fashion and styling and he got hired by a, um, by a car company to style this huge photo shoot. And she was the friend that was chosen to do it with the winner. Oh so we gosh. ended up meeting like literally a decade ago and we would cross paths and sort of yeah. grow apart and together. And coming into 2023, I knew I was turning 10 as a blog. I was mm -hmm. turning 40 in the fall. I wanted it to be a year. So mm -hmm. we started talking very quietly mm -hmm. and I got asked to do a segment in June, right before they wrapped their, uh, their season. I loved it. I yeah, fell in I love, love City Line. It's, I've done it a few times oh and God. it's like always such a good incredible. time. She's incredible. Like one of the most just down to earth, real people. She's so real. It's yeah. not even funny. Like she's so who she is on and off. I remember like going and doing the show and then she afterwards was like leaving and she she was in an Uber and like stopped the car and rolled down the window and like wanted to still chat. And like, yeah. she, I was just like, you're just one of those people. And she's a, she's a positive person on social she media. She's a very, commenter. Funny she's things. so supportive. She shares really funny things actually, which I really appreciate because yes. you need a good giggle in the morning. No, she's great. And she yeah. just shows up through all the seasons. Like she is truly... I don't know. She's she's going to go down in, as like one of the iconic hosts of Absolutely. Canadian television history for sure. And I mean, broadcast right now has been struggling in yeah, Canada, of course. right? We know We've this. We've seen this. Uh, many yeah. shows are getting shut down or scaled back or yeah. stations in different cities are yeah. being closed up. So it's just, it's a lot to juggle. Yeah. So I got asked to be a regular expert, which I was so proud of. And, and what I, is your expertise? So I get to do product testing and then okay. lifestyle, which is a fabulous umbrella term. So I get yes, to do a yes, little bit of yes. everything. So my holiday ones are coming up in November. Mm -hmm. So I'm booking a couple of days, several weeks, and I'm just looking forward to it. But I feel this sense of like, this is the time for me to be on TV. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, when you hit these milestones in your career, whatever you do, mm -hmm. where it just feels like you've made the right choice. Yeah. So I'm manifesting it. I'm going to put it on on this podcast with you out there. In that the I'm going to be in a Christmas movie. Yes, that as well. Okay. But also that in the next five years, I really want to get like a co-host or I want to <gasps> show or I want to be on broadcast. Oh my God. Like I love Cityline and I will forever yes. do it every day if they wanted me to but like I you're just, ready I'm ready for that that's so cool I yeah. love that and I, I have to ask you because I have noticed that you know the creator space has never really been taken seriously never have you found that people are treating you differently as now somebody on TV like you're now okay legitimate? so this is very funny because I remember and you'll remember these days yeah. when as content creators we were called unconventional media do you remember that oh I wish that was the name now <laughs> Because yeah. when you say influencer, you feel everyone in the Everybody room be roll like, roll their oh. eyes and go, ugh. Yeah. If you say podcaster, they're cool with it. And oh, if you okay. look in like, if you look in the news, they'll say TikTok stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're very hyper named. Now, they're right? like really, they're yeah. glamorous. Yeah. And then it, and then everything else is influencer, and and it's immediately <laughs> a negative tone. I agree. Sucks. It does suck. And it's funny. I remember when the shift happened in PR pitches. and Because now you're TV personality. Yeah. Sorry, but, yeah. So like, I'm kind of like, I'm straddling the fence a little bit. Yeah. I love being considered an on-air personality. I think it's a lot of fun. It's a yeah. different space. But yes, obviously it's different. So yeah. people who didn't necessarily, I don't want to say see my value, mm. but people who didn't necessarily think I was aligned with what their goals were for their yes. clients yes. or their agency. Yes. All of a sudden are like, we should catch up. And I was like, I remember 
Like, I would email you and be like, I really want to try your hairbrush. And I you know. never answered the phone. And I now know. all of a sudden you're like, do you want to do a Cindy Lane segment about it? It's, it's funny. I mean, it's a different world. And I never want to be it bitter. Is. And I never I want to be I'm mean. The same way. But like, definitely a little bit different now. I used to like fangirl. Like, I was like, sm- such a small creator for so long that like, I remember just being in the audience of just like, yeah. just, just being so wide-eyed at people. And I would DM them like these big embarrassing things and just like how much I love them or appreciated their content, anything like that. And then it was so weird how like nobody would ever respond or, and then all of a sudden like you get big and then people are like, oh my God, you're big. Then they all of a sudden are like willing to have relationship with you. And I'm like, oh, it's so weird. But it's also like, we live in a capitalist society. I get it. People are looking for like mutual beneficial things, but it is, it's kind of, this is a big reason. Like my heart is with companies like Nick's because they saw my value when I was nobody to the world. Right. Like I wasn't. And you know, I'm such a huge supporter. I actually took my mom to the Nick's store in Ottawa. We got her fitted and like, so Mama Sue is quickly becoming her own thing. If she takes off with the podcast, I'm done. Daniel will be forgotten in the dust. Um, I'm the same way. Nana Kimmy. Oh, that's it. Are you kidding me? Everyone's like, when is she going to be the next Miss Rachel and start her own show and I'm like you know what's funny about that nobody's ever asked me to make a Miss Rachel show because everyone's like you don't have her same tone of voice and candor as Nana Kimmy they're like oh, my kids love Nana Kimmy videos and I'm like okay and great. not me yeah okay, you're like fine. okay I mean I made the kid and I was made by her you know what I mean I'm somewhere <laughs> no, in the equation there but I, my, my mom is like Mother Goose and Martha Stewart combined and I'm not that person I'm just not okay, and I'm fair. so okay with it now because yeah. I'm like guess who is that person Nana Kimmy Nana, she gets to right. be herself so, so Mama Sue is going to be herself. That's right. So that sh- shout out to Mama Sue. If yeah. she can figure out how to get a podcast on her phone or laptop, Ooh, she's going to hear she's this. She's going to do this. She, that's yeah. it. That's yeah. all. It's down over. I am just such a big proponent for your mom because obviously my husband is an ECE. So mm-hmm. when you shared that, I was like, oh, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. So when my niece and nephew come over and we like babysit, who has got like a lesson plan? And yeah, I was like, what I is know, happening right now? So Meanwhile, much. I'm like, throw on some Pokemon and let's order a pizza. Like, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. I want to be that to you, Dan. I right? grew up with every week of my childhood was themed. Oh my God, I love that. And I'm not even kidding because she ran a daycare for 25 years. Yeah. And my mom took that, like she was an ECE, but she ran a home daycare so like a classroom. Yeah. So we, every morning we would wake up and like the routine would be that we each got to choose us. We did circle time. We each got to choose a book. Oh and God, we I sang about it. the day and we said how we were and we read our stories and we were so horrible to her. We would always choose <laughs> I love you forever because we knew it would make her cry. No. And we'd be like, <laughs> and now I'm like, if my kid reads and wants me to read that book, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you're just like, it's so traumatizing. But yeah, so, and she would theme the week. So it would be like space week and we would learn all about the planets that week. And she would hang literal planets in the in the room Get of the daycare. So when I'm like, when people witness the little snippets yeah. of her with Lemmy, I'm like, this is my mom as a retired ECE with such a heart and passion for children. She would much rather spend her full days with children over her days with adults. And yeah. she admits that openly. She's like, children are like the light and the gift of this world. It's true. And I'm like, I'm overwhelmed by the children. I've got well, four of them. They're doing a lot. I yeah. love them. And they, but they are like, I, I just shared yesterday Day, like let me coming downstairs and like seeing the Christmas tree and yeah. being like, wow, it's beautiful. And I'm like, 
God, they're just so enthusiastic about everything, they are. right? So, and I love that. I mean, so my, yeah. my niece is in her first ever school play. Oh so my gosh, you're all going to be a mess watching that. A thousand that. percent. And obviously they're doing Frozen. <gasps> and so she's Even given better. us the list of all the characters that she is. And oh because there's goodness. multiple characters. She's ready. And we've already been told, like, do not book anything in your schedule, T.O. Dan, yeah, yeah, in yeah. February of 2024, because that's when the play is. And yeah. too bad, so sad. That's what you're doing. Yeah. And I'm excited. And it's fun. But like, she's eight. So it's that age now. Yeah. And my nephew's four. So he's kind of going into like just getting into school and his regular routines and I'm just I love that yeah but I joke around with Julio my husband's name is Julio I didn't yeah. say that because he's an ECE and so when we have kids I already know it's gonna be like that like what your mom did and you're and, gonna be like um, um do we have to <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna be the one probably having to hang the things in the middle of the yeah. night while he does the lesson plans so I mean it's all about balance right it's like, all about balance that's right you know, you know and I was just like my mom loves to do crafts and stuff with the kids and I just like I it's so messy for me. I don't know why it bothers me so much. But I was like, I don't want to play with Play-Doh. I would rather play with real dough. Okay. So my kids, we were always, a big routine we had was actually baking together. I love that. So we used to always, I was stay at mom for 10 years. So yeah. you did a lot of like mundane things that would like, and so I struggled so much to connect with the stuff that didn't make sense to me in my head. I would rather have done something that equated to, I don't know why I was that kind of mom. There but was like I also a result to, at the end of it. Yes, kind of situation. I, yeah, I literally yeah, yeah. had to be like, but that's okay. And I remember one day I turned, I was cooking dinner and I turned around the kitchen. Bowden was maybe four or five and he started flipping the Brussels sprouts in the pan and shaking the pan and doing the whole thing. And I thought, this can't be all that bad it's because really he's, not. look at him, look yeah. at the life skill he's learning. I don't know if he could do that now. Now he's like, <laughs> let's just pop some, he's obsessed with those little like pizza bites. Oh my God. The things that burn the live, inside of your mouth. Yeah. He could just live on pizza bites. He's a very simplest or, but if he does like a, if he's cooking, he'll make a full homemade mac and cheese. Like okay. from scratch. Like all he's, right. He does I appreciate the things, that. but yeah, it's interesting as my kids have gotten older and as I've done less of that and as I've been just like busier yeah. and doing other things, they forget that we used to like bake every day and like do all these extravagant things. But yeah, I feel like we really have to forgive ourselves, not forgive ourselves, we give ourselves grace for like who we are as people yeah. instead of trying like I'm not Nana Kimmy. No. And I'm so glad that she is and that I had such a beautiful experience. My children have such a beautiful experience. And I'm glad that I'm the mom that I have been. Because yeah. I think my kids are like the coolest people to hang out with. So I'm like okay with it all. Do Absolutely. you know what I mean? It's all like, about finding that balance. And you've yeah. got to be okay with, and going back to the world of social media, yeah. like especially, and I don't know what it's like to be a parent yet because we haven't started yes. that journey. But I feel like that's probably even added pressure on top of everything it else is. out there because you see all these families and what they're doing and how they're oh living. Oh my and gosh, it's like, and so much information. I yeah. It was my fourth kid this time and I found that social media really increased my anxiety and the timeline that I was putting on my child. I didn't notice certain things like that she was, you know, not walking fast enough yet or, or you know, her speech wasn't as quick as some other kids. It was, it was being brought to me. And yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't remember when my other kids started talking or started, I think Bowden didn't even start walking till he was close to two. Okay. And I'm like, so, and he, we actually caught him walking. He just liked to be carried. <laughs> I mean, That's who, who doesn't is, really at the end person. of the day. Yeah. So I'm like, it's interesting. It was interesting the fourth time really experiencing social media in the new way it is right. now and recognizing how much you are no longer a person on the internet. You were the carrier or the protector of a child. And so everybody was, everybody became right. like this person is, and they're seeing 15 second snippets. And they think that they and know they your have entire, an entire conclusion. Life. Yeah. 
That said, I also have really appreciated the benefits of social media because Lemmy has a really rare um, allergy mm -hmm. called F-Pies. And I was talking about a symptom she was having when she started eating food that she was vomiting and we'd never seen her throw up before. And if it wasn't for the mothers in my DMs being, I hope it's okay that I share this, but have you looked into F-Pies? So it's that sense of community coming right? together again. So it's like we as a community have such an opportunity to uplift and instill or to judge and tear down. And one thing I've learned so much because it's really overwhelming as a parent on social media is to ask somebody, oh, I have experience with this. If you ever want to chat, let me know. Yeah. Instead of being like, I have experience with this. This is what you need to do. Exactly. Oh my gosh. It's so hard, especially when you're watching somebody go through something for the first time and you know that you might have a solution for them. And then you have to go like, but they probably have a hundred people messaging them right Literally. now. So, hey, I have experience with this. If you ever need to chat, yeah. has been like my godsend of I would say that that's just kind of a nice way of looking media. at life, right? Yeah. Like, even like when people talk about, I'm sure you had this too with sharing about your finances, yeah. the trauma dumping. Oh gosh, yeah. And yeah. it was always people, and I, I'm I'm very guilty of this. I do yes. this all the time because I find it's my way to connect. Yes, I do too. Yeah, trauma. I mean, trauma bonding is a thing, it right? Is. And it's unfortunate because it's how a lot of us think of yes. the world. I mean, even you and I in our friendship, like, yeah. I, I'll be honest, it gives me some anxiety sometimes because I don't want to ever come on too strong because oh I'm a, such a big person like, and such a like big personality. Yeah. And I just want, I text you all the time. And it's so funny. But because, I love that. Yeah, but I hate that you're a green bubble I and I can't just heart it I'm because so sometimes sorry. it's in the middle of an airplane and I'm like, <laughs> Daniel, I can't even text you back because I'm like at that, the one text I got from you, it was funny. We were in that still, like that weird little when you're taking off and it's not quite out of right, the Wi-Fi right, right. yet. And so I couldn't actually respond and it bothered me Fair. that for the flight, I was like, you're probably sitting and thinking you annoyed me and I literally can't reply to you. There's no Wi-Fi on this flight. And it's There's nothing it's I can do. It probably coincided with me listening to the podcast where you <laughs> talked about people with the green bubbles. And since then, do you notice that I don't text as often? I send you DMs <laughs> yeah. on Instagram because I'm terrified of getting the reaction no, of the, ugh, no, no, I, no, 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 no. Obviously, I, it's, it's, jokes. it's like, only in group chats that oh, it gets, yeah. it destroys us because I we're in a group chat with Shane and I, Scott and Becky. Yep. Scott is an Android and the okay. rest of us. So there will be a photo that's sent and everybody understands the context except for Scott. Or what, So what I've heard is that if I send a video to an Apple group chat that it doesn't go properly. Like it, doesn't it just doesn't go, get received. No, yeah. it doesn't get received. I'm so, just living for this cat's adventure right now. If oh I wish God. everybody could see it, like this is the most this animated is, cat I've ever seen in my life. I know. Um, she's ridiculously affectionate and she is an <laughs> entire is character. Hobbled, covered. covered. In, in I know. Yeah, it's fabulous. Thank goodness we're going to wipe it all down. Daniel, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know we were going to go this entire direction, but I also feel like we're both long-term creators and yeah. we both are experiencing a lot of hope and a lot of frustrations with social media. But I hope that everyone's taking away that we have such an opportunity to be really good community online. I we agree. have such an opportunity to be the good that we hope to see in this world as hard as it is sometimes. You know how hard it is to scroll by something sometimes? Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. But man, is it such a beautiful thing yeah. to make that choice? And I and I have such a it, it is it is hard to show up for a long time and it's hard to put yourself in vulnerable spaces and in vulnerable conversations. And I think you're drawn into it the same way I am. But I also think that you do such a good job at entertaining people, but also bringing in the realness of who you are and with the long-term expertise that you have. Thank you for saying that. I so really I appreciate think it's, that. I, I'm, I really am so happy that we had this because clearly it's a conversation I think both of us almost need. So I'm just going to, everyone listening at the beginning of this, I'm like, there's no plan. And Daniel was yeah, like, no, Great. literally. Yeah. Let's just and go into it. And we hit record. Yeah. And now we've had this like 
beautiful conversation that for me, I'm feeling a little bit more confident and comfortable to go back on social media, knowing that I can't fix everything, but I can, I can be who I am absolutely, and I can show up in the hope that I have yeah, and I can, I can be that small bit of change that I can create. And I think that that's what we have to ride on. We have to ride on that hope and that support for each other, even in failure and in success, because there's shame that comes with both. That's right. And at the end of the day, I think the biggest lessons in my life have always come through hard times. Truly. It's not that it has to come through bad. I know. But those moments have really shaped me and defined yeah. me and put me on the right course, right? It's so true. And the person I am today because of the mistakes I made yesterday. Yeah, so. it's so true. There's a there's a quote that I have, oh, I had a really hard, I had a really hard time with the concepts of like, everything happens for a reason. Oh yeah, that's that's a big one. That that's, was hard for me because I, sometimes. I had some rough things happen in my life and I was like, I can't possibly... Have allow myself or, yeah, yeah to believe that that was something that was supposed to happen to right. me that it happened for a reason what's the reason mm-hmm. but i do believe that good can come from anything i agree especially if you're willing to learn from them especially if you're willing to not be hardened by them yeah i still get hurt by awful text messages or awful dms i still get hurt by you know some of the things that happen online i get hurt by them and for me it just shows that I'm not hardened. It mm-hmm. shows that I'm soft still. And you're still a beautiful person online. We're still and working through it. positive and you share positive. We were just talking about this offline that you engage positively with things that aren't even in your circle. Yeah. Just for the sake of putting goodness in the world. I just want to be a good person Yeah. Online. I genuinely believe at the end of the day, and I know we're wrapping up, but I think if you just put good into the world without an expectation of anything mm, in return. That's yeah, you're not going to get the thank you note. You're not. Yeah. But you also don't need it. Yes, right? exactly. I, I and even me just saying this kind of makes me feel ick, but like I work with charities, I work with causes yeah, that I, I don't need everybody to see. Exactly. And yes, I could use my platform to share that, to validate it, but just doing it is enough for me. It is. And it really brings a lot of joy and yeah. it brings a lot of purpose, especially when you you and I have both come from places where we didn't have it much. No. And so when you do have it, there is a layer of like you acknowledge and you understand your privilege and you also understand the cycle that works and the opportunity that we now have. Absolutely. Most people see us opening boxes. We were just talking about this before the show. Most people will see us opening boxes and receiving free things and they don't see that they end up underneath somebody else's Christmas tree. Absolutely. Or donated to a charity with... with I and mean, we can't openly say that. We, no. We're in a perfect cycle right now where people are sending us yeah. things and we get to be the conduit between that and the person who needs it. Absolutely. And so we're creating a, a space to do that. We're, when people send you products to try, you usually keep one. Yeah. And then you can give I, away I the 100% rest. try it. Don't get me wrong. Like, yes, it's not to say course. that everything that comes through no, my no, door no. is going out the door, but no. it's, you have to find balance. I mean, yeah. you know this. Yeah. Every brand and every account that's out there that wants to like what we're doing, wants to send us their product, mm-hmm. but they want to send all their product. Yeah, or the entire, like a, a new lipstick is out. Yeah. Here is all 24 shades. Yeah. And you're like, great, this is the one that I would choose. This is the one that I like. And yeah. you know what? There's going to be 23 other women who are going to get yeah. the rest. And I I love I love that ability. And I, and I feel more and more that because we come from a lot of shame in financial success as well, mm-hmm. that there has to be, and Nicole Walter said this to me once, like trust people that are good with, like good people who they are with money. Yeah. And what they do with it, right? Because right. 
uh, most people that I know are that are successful, we might see them, you know, buying themselves a new handbag and we're not seeing them fund three jobs and uh, like their entire families and giving out money constantly because they aren't talking and always showing that because now there's also the, you can't do good and talk about it without right. it being because you only want because you want validation. For it. You want like, you're only, you can't do a nice thing and not say anything about it. And the end result doesn't change. Whether we talk about it yeah. or whether we're quiet about it, the end result is somebody got something that they needed. Absolutely. And that's just it. So I appreciate that we have these really cool jobs that get us to do these really cool things and cool opportunities. Yeah. And I like that we get to share that invisibly and visibly with other communities. I agree. And I think no matter what we're doing online, whether we're openly sharing something vulnerable or whether we're sharing the fluff, it's the same thing. We're creating an outcome of people seeing or being entertained and connecting with those who really are looking for that community. And I think that that is the true ethos of what I hope to see as social media and what I've seen time and time again, when people are struggling through life, whether you're going through divorce, financial ruin, whether you're moving to a new area, whether you are freshly cut your hair short and you don't know how to style it. Yeah. You might not have somebody in your relational world that knows how to go through that, but there is somebody on social media. Absolutely. You're going to find them and you're going to find community there. And that's why we do what we do. That's right. That's it. And it's one of the reasons why we've become friends over the years. And I'm so grateful for connections like this. Yeah, absolutely. With strangers around the world that still click on my blog and still read something as honest and open as what I was sharing. Yeah. So tell everyone where they can find uh, your content besides right. CityLine. Besides CityLine. Like, hey, Tracy. So you can find me at dothedaniel.com and then do the Daniel on all social media platforms. Amazing. What is do? Where did do the Daniel come from? Okay, you're going to laugh. So I have always been in marketing. I've always been in branding. And a friend of mine was trying to create an online presence. And we did the do the in front of his name. And he didn't take it. Oh. And so <laughs> I took it. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Amazing. And it was always meant to be like, it, so I trademarked when I was yeah. incorporated and it was real people doing real things because I yeah. always wanted it to just be very approachable, very yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyone could do what I was yeah. doing. So that's what it's all about. That's really, really cool. And nice that people actually know what your first name is as opposed to me when they just yell birds <laughs> in uh, the papaya. Papaya. <laughs> papaya. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening. I hope this was a meaningful conversation for you all and hopefully you're reflective one too, whether you're a creator or a consumer of social media and just any type of life chapter that you might be in. We're all going through things and I loved that Daniel kind of spoke about the window and less of it being a mirror. And I think that that was a huge, a huge moment for me. So thank you so much for tuning in and we will of course see you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. 
And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.